just because the first time around uh, I was a little more, I don't want to say I was less committed. I was, I was just as committed, but I didn't know what to expect. And uh, uh, coming through it, uh, I felt like I could get more out of it again. And uh, I focused on those areas of weakness in particular. And your mission statement again is to be a blessing. And by having that standard of those three components, which were given to us by, by God and, and, and his son, it's allowing us to, to know uh, a straight and narrow path per se, where, you know, you're focused on, you know, your relationships with your coworkers, your family, um, your neighbors is that, you know, how to act with character. It gives me great pleasure knowing that you choose to listen to this episode on the John Gardena Classroom. My mission is to serve the Lord by creating content that will help you in your journey of life. If you want one-on-one coaching or would like to be part of my 40 Days of Deliverance program, please visit my website at johngardina.com. Also, if you would like to give a financial gift to help the show grow or provide the funds for the editing process and publishing of the show, it would truly be appreciated. Lastly, God has given me a vision to have a place in the woods with cabins to enjoy fellowship, healing, along with outdoor activities with others. If you have land and feel compelled by the Lord to donate some to make this vision a reality, please email me. I will have all the information available in the show notes. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Welcome everyone to the John Gardena Classroom. We have a very special guest who's near, near and dear to me um, from my parish at Community of Saints. Uh, his name is Sam Markham. He is a husband and a father of five children. He's born and raised in Ohio, and he serves and earns his bread as an architect, an educator, a storyteller, and a personal finance coach. His hobbies include outdoor recreation, playing sports, playing with his children, reading, and working as a handyman. So, Mr. Markham, welcome to the show. All right. Thanks for having me on, John. It's great to have you Mr. here. Mr. Gardena. That's right. Coach Gardena, Mr. Gardena. Coach. I've been called great. a lot worse in my life. <laughs> but, you know, you're here today. The better people, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. But you're here today to, to, to tell the listeners um, the reason why you were the star student of the last 40 days of deliverance program that we ran during Advent. And let's just start there. And we're going to navigate through this conversation with the 40 days program, talk about Sam's family and talk about how financial fitness and freedom are very vital to living a, a healthy lifestyle and life for your family. So go ahead. Let's talk about 40 days and talk about this was your second time that you went through the program and yep. maybe you want to touch on the first part that you went through and then what was different between uh, going through the program twice. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, like you said, did the program twice uh, began and, and ended 2022 with the, uh, with your program 40 days. And it was, 
it was different both times. Um, you know, it, it was largely the same, of course, because the program is structured the same way. But the first time back in January, we did it, uh, it was mostly virtual. And then it was in the, back in, and then in November, December, it was in person. So um, benefits both ways. I found both times very fruitful. Um, a, a little more intensity on my part on the second time, um, just because the first time around, uh, I was a little more... I don't want to say I was less committed. I was I was just as committed, but I didn't know what to expect. And uh, uh, coming through it, uh, I felt like I could get more out of it again. And uh, I focused on those areas of weakness in particular. And uh, you know, I tried to keep keep going with the things I had been doing right the first time around. But um, you know, you've you built it to focus on sort of your pillars of uh, faith, family, freedom, and fitness, and all of those things are values I share and uh, you can always grow and I'm always committed to trying to grow and get stronger and better. So um, I just found it very fruitful. Yeah. So you want to talk about the different components of that? Uh, um, I think, you know, yeah, I, don't I think into the details of the program, but it's, uh, you know, I think, why don't you talk about some of the areas that you focused on the second time to help you, become more disciplined in all the areas. So what areas did you really focus okay. on the second time? So the second time, probably the one I focused on the most was um, reaching out to a daily contact. Mm -hmm. uh, it was, still wasn't perfectly executed, but I would say I had 40 contacts in 40 days. So some days I did more than one. Um, and I was more diligent about that. And, uh, you know, I sort of started out with a list of people I might try to contact uh, family members, sort of the inner circle, and then sort of spreading out more and more people who I hadn't spoken to in a while. And, uh, you know, just engage with the, the low-level contact was good, and uh, some really wonderful fruit came of it. Um, probably shouldn't do this, but I, I met some neighbors uh, online, actually, some uh, through a neighborhood app we have, and uh, have two dinner dates set up with some of them. So even made some new friends, actually, uh, people who I have, who I have never met in person before we were going to meet. So um, it was just sort of uh, focusing on how I contact and reach out to people and being, being more present to the people in my life. Some of those contacts were people who I see every day at work, but who I don't talk to even on a monthly basis. I work in a pretty large office. And so just the power of, you know, that's, that's who God's put in my life in some way. And I should be a friendly face and say hello and know their name and, so, so that was some of it was, was, uh, and I do have a little bit of, um, sort of, I'm not shy in front of crowds, but I'm pretty shy on it with individuals. So I, um, can work on that better. My personal approach to people. So particularly people who I'm not comfortable with. What, what you did such a good job of is recognizing the power of relationships and you just knew that, Hey, just if I pour into this area, that you're going to see not extreme growth in every relationship, but you're going to see fruits, like you said, of making more positive connections, healthier relationships and new relationships, which are always fun and exciting to, to have someone in your life. The second part that I, that I noticed and was on Strava, your fitness, you were, you were adamant about being more consistent with your fitness too. So talk about that pillar. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, in, a, in some way, fitness goes towards like the more of the mission. So, um, 
I'm not much of a fitness, what I would, um, you know, you do fitness like these long distance runs and things. And I admire people like you, people who do that. I'm not that kind of athlete in that I don't even aspire to be like an ultra marathon runner or things like that. But what I really like to be able to do is play with my children and help people who need help and use my body, uh, you know, to help a friend move or to help perform tasks or chores or work on my home, or, you know, physically, uh, we are our bodies and we are our souls. We are, you know, we are, um, we are humans have two natures, body and soul. And, and a lot of people act like we're just brains walking around in a body, but actually our body is ourself very much. And I like to use my body to be a blessing in the lives of those I meet. And as you know, that was my mission statement was be a blessing. So, yeah. um, you know, like the other night, stranger, a real stranger needed help moving something up their stairs. I offered to go and help them. And, I, I told, took my boys with me. We were on our way somewhere else, and I just told them, you know, uh, doing it safely, by the way. Uh, yeah. But I can't do this if I'm not fit. I can't be a healthy grandpa someday if I'm not fit. I just want to be able to be healthy. And if someone says, let's go on a hike, we go on a hike. So, um, you know, I don't ever want to be – I know nobody ever wants to be, but I want to be proactive in making sure that I maintain my health as long as I can so that I can be uh, – fit and active with, with my children as long as I can be. And then with hopefully with my grandchildren someday and with my wife and just um, maintaining a healthy, active lifestyle is where I aspire to be. And um, I'm in my mid to upper thirties. So I've noticed uh, it, it takes a little more proactivity to maintain that sort of ability. So, yeah. And I think, I think the reason why the body component is in 40 days is because of what you said. It's all about longevity. You know, when your body goes, you, you are more helpless and you can't do those activities with your family or your friends. And it's very important that all of us understand that because, you know, not being able to play with your grandchildren one day and lift them up and, and push them in a bike or wh whatever activity it is, or go on a hike or a walk then you're almost like that, that, that wheel, which is, well, you got to stay in the car, Sam, or you got to, you got to, you yeah, can't go to this place and, and explore it because you can't, you're not mobile enough. So mm -hmm. that's why I, I definitely put an emphasis on fitness because of the longevity piece. And I really believe that the more that we explore God's nature is that we just are in awe of his wonders. So I want to experience that more and more in my life as well. Uh, you know, and the, the other, yeah. the other thing I was thinking while you were talking about that is, um, yeah, I should have, I should have mentioned it first, but my father was, uh, was handicapped had multiple sclerosis since I was two years old. And so most of my childhood was watching his condition sort of deteriorate from a very, very capable individual. Um, and by the time I was in middle school, he was barely walking without assistance. And then in high school, he was, you know, um, couldn't drive. And so it, it, it affects you in many ways. Uh, mm -hmm. um, but one way, uh, one of those many ways it affected me was just to learn to appreciate that not everybody is physical. And when you are, even when you are, there can be, um, conditions that take that away. And so, you know, I, you know, I like to try to do things and I try not to put them off longer than I have to, because you never know if you get paralyzed tomorrow for whatever reason, you know, um, I, I bike a lot and, uh, that's dangerous enough. We, I have a neighbor two doors down whose husband was paralyzed at the age of like 37 because 
he was on a bike and got hit by a car. So um, just understanding to appreciate what you have and, and trying to use those gifts. So that's another thing, another inspiration for that physical fitness. And yeah, at this age, I just have to be more diligent about it. So yeah. I'm very inspired by you and I'm trying to run 500 miles this year in 2023. Oh, that's my goal. Awesome. It's yeah. um, half of yours, <laughs> I believe, but uh, we'll see. I'll be pushing to make it. So, well, you know what it is? And I, I can just tell you from experience is that if you don't write it down, what you're doing per week, then the goal really ne never comes to fruition because you're just, you're going to play like the catch up game. And it's not fun saying I got to run hundred or 200 miles in the last month or two. That's not fun. So Sam, right. I believe you, I believe you can do it. You know, you're a disciplined man. Um, and I think the ending note of 40 days is what would you, what would you tell people who are looking for an opportunity to whether their transformation focus on a mission, what would you tell them in regards to 40 days of deliverance? The thing I would say, uh, the, the great thing about your program and I've, I've tried other programs. I'll say it again. I, I've told you before. I think the great thing about your program is it makes you recognize that you, you, um, you have time for what you make time for. And the concept, even I, I did it back in January and February and coming into it October, knowing I was going to do it again in November, December, I knew I had just done it in January, February. And it's like 40 days in a row of exercise. You're really going to try this with five kids. Are you, are you kidding? You know, a full-time job, you have time, what you make time for. Uh, I think I did 37 out of 40 or 36 out of 40 days. I was able to go do my, my 40 minutes of physical activity. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the program does do a good job focusing on not only that physical component, but there's that sort of daily discipline of prayer, exercise, contacting somebody and just, and you, you just do it, you just do it, you know, and, and uh, you can talk about why you can't do it, or if you can, uh, if you spend as much time doing it as you thinking about not doing it, you get it done, you know? So, That's right. That's right. Um, it's really powerful and it's it it makes you recognize well, I, when you're I not on that it, strict and thing the other one benefit that i found hugely helpful was the accountability yeah. partner you there yeah yeah i'm there yes sir yeah the the accountability partner was was incredibly important for me so um i'm pretty easy at keeping my commitments i make to other people more than i'm good at keeping the commitments i only say to myself so as you said that writing something down that's making it visible. That's giving yourself an accountability partner on a piece of paper. So, um, but when that, uh, when that accountability partner is a living human being, who's going through the same thing, it makes it all the more compelling. I'm yeah. Sorry. I think you said it perfectly. Like if, if you can't hold yourself accountable, then you're not at, you're not going to the next stage in life where you're growing. Right. And when you have someone and I have groups, like we're doing a, it's called group 5150 where we're running 50 miles or more at the end of March. And we, we literally post our workout for the day to hold each other accountable to say, look, we put this together. We're going to run this race together. So let's make sure we're accountable to each other. And it's a form of respect, to be honest, like you're trying to push and sharpen the blade for one another so that you are growing. And that's what really I, I love about being in a group is that, you know, I, I learned this last interview I had was being in isolation is almost a, an assassination on your soul by the devil. So when you are bonded and yoked with other men or women mm -hmm. who are striving in alignment for the same mission, then you're going to grow and you're going to have progress for your, your soul, body and spirit. And, and that really is the purpose.
So Sam, I mean, I can't give you enough kudos for, for the growth, um, the relationships that we have built together. And I really want to just dig in deep a little bit more about, you know, talk about how your faith and how your family are, are the foundation of really how you set up your life. Sure. So, you know, um, I mean, faith and belief in God really form is the center. I have to make that my center. Um, and, you know, the, you know, we're both, we, we share our Catholic faith and, um, that in, I try to let that inform everything I do. Um, you know, this, the standard I try to attain and which I most often fail to attain is the standard set by Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the, the perfect human being, the model of, of what we should aim for. Um, and I find the, the closest reflection of God in my life that I feel and sense is my family. Um, my wife, uh, beautiful, wonderful partner makes me better. I like me better when I'm with her. Um, she makes me the best version of myself. And, uh, you know, the, the, the fulfillment of that is, is our family, our beautiful children that you mentioned, you know, I have five children and, uh, they inspire me every day. And they're the, they're the, I find the best way for me to serve God is to serve them. The, the, the way for me to measure my life is how well have I served them today? So, um, in every capacity, uh, you know, I try not to let a day go by where I don't tell my wife multiple times how much I love her and how much I'm thankful for her, um, for the work she does, you know, taking care of our kids. I tell my kids every day how much I love them, uh, you know, pray with them every day, uh, try to raise them up right. And then, you know, we try to live the, live the gospel mission in our family um, with the way we live and the way we work and the way we give. So, um, you know, we, we, we try to do that. And, um, you know, the standards you, you, you try to live by, I, the, as far as the mission, um, I try to, you know, there's three, we, every, most people know, or most people raised in the Judeo-Christian faith have a pretty firm understanding of the Ten Commandments. Um, eight of the Ten Commandments are, thou shalt not. Or no, I'm sorry. Uh, the There are eight of them. Yeah. There are some proactive ones. What shall mm -hmm. you do? What, mm -hmm. you know, versus thou shalt not, what shall you do? And uh, those affirming commandments are, honor thy father and thy mother. Number four, um, keep holy the Lord's day. Uh, and then there are other, there are two other commandments, which we call the great commandments that Christ gave us himself. And that is love the Lord, your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength and, um, love thy neighbors thyself. Mm -hmm. So the measure I try to live up to is to do those things. Love my neighbor as myself, love the Lord, my God with everything I have and everything I am and honor my father and my mother. So, uh, if I can find a way to do those things every day in some capacity, I feel like that's a day of success. And your mission statement again is to be a blessing. And by having that standard of those three components, which were given to us by, by God and, and, and his son, it's allowing us to, to know uh, a straight and narrow path per se, where, you know, you're focused on you know, your relationships with your coworkers, your family, um, your neighbors, is that you know how to act with character. 
you know, and I call it the Christ standard or the savior standard. And by imitating him, uh, we are able to, to uphold a way of life that represents him in a high way. And when we model that, then we show people a glimpse of heaven, a glimpse of what it's like to be following a, <laughs> the son of God who is so precious and loving. So, you know, Mark, or I'm sorry, Sam, um, yeah. yeah, Sam Markham. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but honestly, like, honestly, what you're, what you're saying, Sam, is that people have to identify first, you know, who they are, whose they are and what they do. And for you, you said everything, you didn't say anything about work, right? You said everything is rooted with God, love, and your neighbor and your family. And once you know service. that that's yeah. in service, yeah. And once you know that that's the nucleus of your identity, then you can go out and serve others with such purpose. And, and that's, it's so clear with you um, being around you more that, and, and Sam's a very humble man. You know, he's a cantor at our church. He, 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 he hey, he, the guy has many gifts. You know, he's a great coach. Um, in different sports that he has with his children, uh, you know, architect, uh, he coaches as well and for the finances with families and he's just very well-rounded and he won't speak like that, but I'll speak on his behalf because, because when you're around a virtuous individual, usually they don't speak highly of themselves. They're very humble and they're rooted obviously with Christ. And when they're like that, they're not going to go pound their chest and be like, Hey, look what I'm doing. Look. <laughs> so Sam, I really, I really appreciate, um, just your character as an individual. I really do. Well, I, I can reciprocate the compliment. You know, you're, a, um, I know my own faults, so I know how great I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of us can say that, but, um, you know, uh, you and your family are an inspiration too, to many people. And, um, all I can do, you know, like I said, is try to be a blessing. And the way it's nice, the wonderful thing that I found about the, the Catholic Christian faith that, that I've found, um, of which I am persuaded, is it gives you instructions. What do you, what do, you do? Well, feed the hungry. Clothe the naked. You know, give shelter to the homeless. You know, counsel the ignorant. Uh, you know, um, there's instructions. We call those the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. So, um it's pretty easy. You know, a lot of people know the church and know the faith for like the thou shalt nots and, and it makes it very unpopular. But when, when, when we, when we live the, the gospel mission and we serve people the way God intends us to serve and we live that biblical commandment, that duty to our brother and our sister and our neighbor and our family, um, nobody complains. Nobody cares. You know, nobody says, oh, the, the church is so oppressive by feeding all these hungry people, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's just, it, you know, um, you know, we have rules, thou shalt not too, of course, and I'm not dying to diminish those, but I try to live very affirmatively in the thou shalt world. And I don't have enough time in my day uh, to, to, to do everything. So, um, you know, there's that. And then, yeah. So before we, we go into the last, um, section of the finances and, and freedom. Can you just tell, tell me, I want to know how important it is to find the right spouse in your life. 
And how did that come about? It's the most important decision in your whole life. (laughs) And, uh, it's, it's actually the first bit of financial advice I give to people, especially ones who aren't married. There's no decision in your life that will affect you more greatly in either positive or negative than finding the right spouse. So, and that's whether you're, you know, a man or woman, your husband or your wife, it doesn't matter. The, uh, The wrong one will do incredible damage and the right one will be an incredible blessing that will bless you beyond ways you can imagine and make your life better than you could possibly imagine making it yourself. So, um, the right spouse is the most important decision anybody can make, you know, um, how, how would you di- yeah how how would you direct someone who isn't married yet to look for the right spouse oh that's a good question um i have thought that um you have to have the same value system first uh you know they say the biggest things that cause divorce are money fights and money problems. But um, I think that the root cause of that is having a different value system because, and and also knowing how a person makes decisions versus knowing what decisions they have made, because the decisions a person makes are the consequence of how they make decisions and the circumstances that they're in. So a person might have a really great decision-making process, but given the circumstances around them and the information they had, they may have made a horrible choice in life. And that could bear, you know, weeks, months, years down the road, um, you know, in the condition of their life and their conditions that they're in. But uh, I think that being having a similar value system, um, yeah, and I mean foundational values, I don't mean political party or, you know, I'm a conservative, I'm a liberal as far as that goes. But I'm in, and I don't necessarily mean religion, although I think religion is probably important. I'm not like, a, I'm not much of a marital counselor, but I, I think that, um, you know, valuing freedom, valuing truth, how you seek, uh, learning how to seek truth, um, valuing family, um, you know, some people have different value systems. And I think that align, having those be in alignment is probably the, the, first best ingredient to finding a, a good spouse. If, if you find somebody who you agree with on the, on your value system and your structure, you're probably going to be a very compatible couple. I would agree 100%. And for people who are in the situation where they're, they are not married, you know, I would just piggyback on what Sam said is really do some deep, heavy conversations about what your values are. And what your vision is for what your future is going to look like. You know, is it that you want to be super wealthy? Do you want to, what kind of area do you want to live in? You know, what kind of family do you want to have? Uh, What kind of faith do you have together? And these are, these are critical pillars of a foundation that you and your wife um, will, will need to have. Because if you don't have them and money too, like we talked about, if you don't have them, they're going to come up and it could be, it could be a very, very long winter <laughs> per se, yeah. Of, yeah. of discussions and arguments because you're not yoked together with alignment of your values. And the sooner you get on the same page, or if you're not, then you know what? It's advised to look for someone else. And that's okay. They yeah. could be a very good person. But like Sam said, if your values aren't aligned, then it's probably a good idea to to look to someone else yeah. to have that alignment. 
That's a good point, for and, Sam. And and recognize too that it's a choice. Love is a choice. Uh, that that makes more sense the older you get. Um, but also recognize that you can't wait for perfect. There's no perfect person. Um, you know, there we we say there's a God shaped hole in your heart, and if you look to your spouse to fill it, they will fail. Mm -hmm. So you need to love yourself first. Also, I think that's an important point that we didn't speak about. But you need to know yourself and 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 and, and appreciate yourself so you can be yourself and show yourself, and then find a person who will help you become a better version of yourself. They love you where you are, but they see the better version of you that you can be, and you like that version of you better, and they're going to help you grow. So. Um, there's so many com components we could talk forever about that, yeah. but, um, definitely I think that finding the right spouse is the most important decision I have ever made. And it will to the last, to my last breath be the most important decision, uh, I could have ever made. So, and I would second that because if I didn't marry my wife, I'd probably be dead. And I, I don't say that lightly. I, I was, I'll just tell quickly, I was working on Harley Davidson, um, when, <laughs> I just, I have some past where I am a very, um, oh man, let's just say a, a freedom fighter for what I, my independence. And mm -hmm. I need someone who roots me down to reality with structure, uh, who guides me and who, who loves and supports and forgives me. Uh, and it's very important that you have an individual in your life who does forgive who does love and support you because we're not perfect. Like, like Sam said, you know, or don't look for the perfect mate. Uh, you're both imperfect individuals, but in that journey together, know that, that love is um, that, that center, that glue that holds you together. But the value system um, just like yokes it all and holds it all in place. Yep. So, so Sam, I wonderful, yep. wonderful on, on that. Um, the one thing I do really want to dig into deeply at, at this last um, section is the financial freedom, the, the uh, ability yep. to to live with uh, not being a slave to the lender. Oh so yeah. Talk talk about how I, I'm because I, I don't know the answer to this because we have not talked in depth in this area that far. But tell us where it kind of began to where you knew this was very important value of you for you and your wife. Sure. Well, it goes, um, I'll take one step back from that and we will get yeah. right to the beginning. So before yeah. the beginning, one of the foundational values I found in thinking about this is freedom, independence. And I, I don't, I say it as a person who believes in complete dependence on God. So, uh, I'm not talking about that kind, mm -hmm. Yeah. but, um, whether you're talking about physical, financial, social, um, intellectual, moral, I've, I've am a, the, the single value that I probably hold dear, most dear in my life is, is freedom. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so that can be expressed in many different ways and in many different aspects of your life. So, uh, one way that I felt very shackled very early on was, um, with debt, financial debt. So I'll try to make a long story short, but, um, I'm, I'm an architect. I went to school for architecture school and architecture school is one of the worst fields you can go into with re statistically with respect to your debt to income ratio upon graduation. Um, so I won't mention specific numbers, but I will say that my, my student loan debt was 
several factors higher than the average student loan debt in the United States, having borrowed most of the money, doing two study abroad trips, having done graduate school, and working roughly 60, 70 hours a week on schoolwork. There was very little opportunity to work on money making work. So I would live on a credit card during the year. I would try very hard to pay that off during the summer and I would borrow all the tuition money and all the cost of living money. And uh, my wife and I had a had a um, six figure debt burden when we graduated and uh, I knew nothing about money. And uh, we were not making six figures as two architectural interns in, in, in Ohio. We were not making six figures in our income. Our debt to income ratio was uh, 2.5. So, uh, you know, we we're making a, it was very difficult to make payments. At one point, um, minimum payments, rent, utilities um, alone left us $400 a month for, for everything else. So, uh not much uh, minimum no. payments on student loans primarily and then we made it worse by buying a new car on our vacation or on our honeymoon we bought a new car brand new because we deserved it <laughs> <laughs> and then we bought a house uh so um i looked up and then and then and then about seven months into our marriage we found out we were expecting our first child and i looked up and i said i can't afford I can't afford a $40 dinner out. How am I going to raise a child? And I said, well, one thing I've recognized really quickly is I'm not good at money. I don't know how to do with deal with money. I'm, so I look for help. And um, I was introduced to Dave Ramsey. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> as far as somebody whom I've never met, he saved my life. So my wife and I went through a four-year process. Um, we paid off all of our debt, all of it. And... Uh, except the house and uh you know then that that was beginning um beginning when we found out we were pregnant basically with our first child so she's she's turning 10 soon um we paid off our how we paid off all of our debt the year she uh just before she turned four years old so she was about three and a half years old uh and then you know we kept pushing we kept pushing and we paid off our house in 2019 so um, the financial freedom that we get now from having that get, make, allows my wife to stay home, which is what she, where she wants to be right now. Uh, and, and we live very comfortably and, um, uh, it's a blessing. It's a real blessing. So, you know, we've worked the whole Dave Ramsey program and I, I, every time we've done what that program said, uh, it's been to our blessing, to our benefit. And so, um, through that, we coached many people. We, uh, taught his class in our home, taught his class out of our home three times and sponsored two other families to go through it. And, you know, some of those um, people who we, who walked through the path, the program with us have called me back even outside of class one, two, three years later with, with financial questions. And they just, you know, most of them said in, you know, more or less, they said, Sam, you know, you're really good at this. You should, you, you need to, help. So, so I coach people financially and how to manage money, how to budget, how to work together with your spouse. That's critically important. It's the most important thing. More important than the budget is having a, a, a plan, a goal, a shared goal. So um, when you having say, a goal with your spouse is number one. Go ahead. When Yeah. When you say the goal, so I, I understand the budget because I know that's, I think one of the first steps that Dave Ramsey talks about is you got to know where you're, what's coming in, what's going out. So but what goal did yep. you, was the goal when you first started the plan 
um, to just, he says to talk about getting rid of um, the smallest debt first and you just start yeah. going through, right? Is, is that the goal for that you and your wife had at the very beginning or is it different than that? The first goal that we had was to be in a different place than we were. Okay. We knew that where we were wasn't going to be sustainable for our yeah. emotional and mental health, our relationship. It was incredibly difficult and stressful. Yeah. Um, we could barely get by. You know, when you, when you, we couldn't afford to pay attention. We used to say, you know, we, we, it was just terrible. It was a horrible way to live. And when you're living at the edge of, 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 um, you know, when you run out of, uh, you run out of food at the end of the month and you've got any more money to spend on, you know, to buy, it's a real problem. We never ran out of food. I want to be very clear on that, but we got close. Well, I, I used to tell people we never ran out of food, but every Friday we ran out of options because we go <laughs> shopping on Saturday. So we, we meal planned, um, uh, in 2013, my wife and I spent $50 a week on groceries, $50. And that was to feed ourselves. And that's all we ate. We didn't eat out for two years solid. So um, that's a $200 a month grocery budget. And uh, you, <laughs> then we had a child and it went up to like $60 a month. <laughs> so <laughs> it's now it's escalated substantially. But, um, you know, you track every dollar. Uh, it, it required an incredible amount of diligence. I've probably been... I've never been more diligent about anything in my life than we were for those for those three and a half years of tracking and keep and, and promising ourselves every month that we were going to do exactly what our budget said. And we didn't deviate from it. Uh, we once had a friend ask us if we wouldn't mind going swimming for it would be five dollars to go to the local pool. And we said, sorry, we can't. We didn't budget for it. So <laughs> well, it, it was just an incredible amount of diligence. I think uh, diligence and discipline. Uh, I have learned that, uh, and personally, that if you don't see it, it's never going to come to fruition. So, like you said, with the like with the very beginning of this conversation, you know, with the forty days program, there's check boxes. Did you do it or not? Right. Then yeah. the finances, the same thing. What's coming in? What's going out? Where's our budget going for each area? And if you don't have it written down or have it in an Excel spreadsheet or another um, program, then you're just yeah. hoping, hoping that everything's going to be okay. And it's almost in denial. You're kidding yourself and your your spouse and your family that you're just <laughs> you're almost living in a fantasy land, right? How would you best mm -hmm. explain it? How Sam? How would you best explain it to some? a newer couple. Let's, let's talk real quick. Sure. Uh, if you had a new couple, who well, same, same situation came out of college, what let's say over six figures uh, of debt. Um, yeah. What would be your first advice to them? Well, the first thing, uh, but, uh, first you have to have the same goal. And the first thing you asked me, what was your goal? And I said, it was, well, some to be where we aren't. But it did go a little deeper than that. We did talk about where we want to be and where you want to be, where most people want to be is you want to be able to be secure, to take care of your family, you know, to not worry about, you know, to have an emergency fund, um, to be able to save for retirement and those types of things. So that was our goal. And the the bigger than that, we both have um, we both have very generous hearts. We try to give we try to give a lot of money away. Uh <laughs> and time and talent and time, talent and treasure. We try to be very generous. And when you don't have money, it's hard to do that. It's hard to bless somebody, you know? 
Um, can I tell you that when we became debt free, I got a promotion about three months later and we were out at, out to dinner and our waitress was taking about 35, 40 minutes to come to our table. And when she came, I could see that she was crying, had been crying. And our, uh, I called the man. She was just saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she had to like excuse herself from taking our order. We were quite frustrated at that point, but I decided to try to practice grace. And I asked the manager what was going on. And I didn't get aggressive. I didn't get mad. I just said, can you tell me what's going on? Cause something's not right. And, uh, she said her, she just found out that her grandmother's dying prob probably in the next day or two and her grandmother's in Florida. So I talked to her. She came back again. You know, she was, I, she's like, I'm so sorry. You know, I saw you talking to my manager and I just said, you want to go to Florida? How much would that cost? And she said, uh, I, it, I can't afford it. And I said, how much would the gas be? And, uh, she said probably a hundred dollars. So I tipped her $150, you know? And I said, I gave her a tip and I said this much for the kitchen and this much for you. Yeah. Go to, go see your grandma. And her manager came up to us and said, thank you so much. We're all going to chip in and, oh, and yeah. give her some of our tip money for the night so she can take the time off work. And, and you know, that type of generosity blossoms. I didn't plan that. I wouldn't have had the no. ability to do that six months earlier, you know, or eight months earlier, because when you're living on the edge of your seat, you don't have that type of freedom. So that's an expression of freedom is the freedom to be able to do the right thing, the freedom to be able to bless somebody. And I don't give away a hundred dollars every day, you know, but, uh, but when called to, that's not the only time I've done it. Um, you know, uh, and, and it can change somebody's life, a small amount of money like that. Like to be able to say that's a small amount of money is a blessing. Uh, a yeah. true blessing in my life, you know, that a hundred dollars can be the difference in somebody seeing their grandmother before they pass away and not, um, is that's what we're called to be able to do. And, and that's what money's for as a tool to bless other people. So it's so funny. You said that story and I I'll, will end with this too, because uh, I was able to bless a lady from Pakistan, um, yep. who, who needed surgery and it was exactly a hundred dollars. And, uh, it's, it's a, it's an opportunity, like you said, to bless someone who they value that money as, as a gift to get something, go somewhere, meet a loved one, or in this case, have a cert help pay for a surgery yeah, save their life. That, to save their <laughs> life. And you think to yourself, like, how blessed are we who live in America, who yeah. are, who are, who are of good faith, who can have an opportunity to not always bless ourselves with material things, but to truly bless others in need and have the freedom mm -hmm. to say, here, here's money. What, what do you need? And, and able to bless them. And it, that is such a, a Christ-like thing to do. And by imitating him, and it goes back to, it always goes back to the love of Christ. Love thy neighbor, right, Sam? Love yes. thy neighbor. Love thy neighbor. And everyone is our neighbor. Everyone in this, in this world is our neighbor. So my, my advice and, and Sam's very sound advice is the more disciplined and diligent you could be uh, of having a plan financially allows you to give gifts um, of grace and financial gifts to others 
who, who need to be blessed during maybe a difficult time in their life or other circumstances. But uh, Sam, this has been a, a beautiful conversation and I, I really look forward to um, continuing our friendship. Our, our children are young. We have many years together coaching and being in church <laughs> together, being in, in other groups together. And I'm just blessed to, to call you friend. I really am, Sam. Yes, I am too. Thank you very much, John. And uh, yeah, we can talk more about any of those things whenever you want. So, Yeah. Well, I will tell you this. Uh, if you do, uh, if you would like coaching uh, from Sam and his wife, what's the best way to reach you? Because I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, email? Yeah, or... I, have a, I have a very poor uh, website set up. So the, the, give them my email, but I'll get put out my okay. website and maybe uh, cabbyhat.com. Okay. Okay. Cabbyhat.com is a, a, a business I sort of started for financial coaching and financial education. Um, there's two components to that business, uh, and it's uh, personal financial coaching for couple individuals and couples, and then also uh, workplace retirement plan education for employers. So people who have um, uh, defined benefit contribution plans, I can uh, walk employees and groups through uh, how the benefits program works, uh, the 401k, 403b type stuff. Uh, so um, I like, I enjoy talking to people about that as well. So cabbyhat.com is the company I started two and a half years ago. So we happy to have a discussion about how we can help. That's perfect. Well, as everyone has been uh, introduced to Sam Markham, the superstar of 40 days an all-star uh, in finances, a loving husband, a great community member, an amazing architect, and honestly, just a man who, who loves to bless people. And he has just the heart of heart of Christ in him. So thank you for listening to this classroom and we are dismissed. <laughs>